0: Okay, had another bit of motivation to do a solo source material here. I found a one-shot comic that came out in 1996 called Doom. Yes, that's right. Based off of the id Software video game, this was released in May of 96, and yes... It is based, according to the inside cover here, off of events from Doom 1 and Doom 2, the video game series where a marine fights a bunch of demons. Uh, So we're going to talk a little bit about that real quick before I jump into my stream of consciousness as I experienced the comic, and just kind of give you a bit of background on Doom. Uh, So like I said, video game series id software created by uh john carmack and john romero some other great people there release date for doom one so this comic came out in 96 the first doom came out in 1993 and you have to think of this is a computer game this is not a nintendo game super nintendo or a sega game this isn't for consoles or in the arcades this is a game that comes out Strictly for the PC. And in those days, they were doing something called Shareware, where you could get a game pretty much for free. The way they set this up was by episodes. You could play the first episode for free. But if you wanted to continue the story, you had to pay to get the next episode and then the next episode. I can remember playing Doom when it first came out. The the plot is this... For Doom 1, we have our our space marine, or Doom Guy, as he's called. The events of Doom 1 take place on Mars. Doom Guy gets in some trouble in the military, I think, in a station at this base on Mars where there's a bunch of radioactive waste. Uh, The wiki says the Union Aerospace Corporation, which operates radioactive waste facilities on Mars, allows the military to conduct secret teleportation experiments that go terribly wrong. Now, all this plot I'm giving you is not in the comic, so I assume that if you knew a little bit about Doom, then you're picking up the comic knowing a little bit about the plot, but this plot is not examined at all in this comic. <laughs> I mean, not at all. <laughs> when you listen to me... As I read the comic, I mean, we just start into it. You'll hear. So anyway, these teleportation experiments start going wrong, and next thing you know, there's a portal to hell that's opened up. All hell breaks loose, if you will. And so Doom Guy has to go around stopping some demons and trying to eliminate the threat that is being posed to this military base. So that's Doom 1. Doom 2 is called Hell on Earth, and that was released... In 1994, uh, again by id Software, this happens right after the first game. Uh, you're Doom guy again, so you're heading into battle, just like you did before. And now you find a portal that's going to Earth. When you get to Earth, you find out that demons have already invaded there, so you've got to try and stop them there. They've already wreaked havoc upon the globe. In the game, I talk a little bit about the game in the... In my experience of the comic but in the game you you basically are doom guy you're the hero and as you're going through these levels of this base you're picking up weapons you're picking up armor you're picking up key cards to get into this uh door to and you find secret items sometimes that boost your health boost your uh, stamina make you invincible make you more powerful all the while you're trying to make it through and fight off these baddies and get to the boss of the level and kill the boss. So that's the concept behind the game. Now there are some. I went. I went to this is doom.fandom.com. Okay, and I already talked about Doom Guy. He, he's also known as the Doom Slayer. He goes by Doom Slayer, Doom Marine, but most commonly he is known as Doom Guy. And then we have some antagonists that show up through this book. All right, they're all demons in some form or fashion. I should say they are all. Affected by hell. And I'll run down the ones that we get in here. Now, it's not like they're, you know, very integral to the story. Their main purpose is to just kill Doom Guy here. So there's Zombie Man. Again, straight from Doomfandom.com. Zombie Man, Shotgun Guy, Imp, Demon, Spectre. Now, this the demon, I mentioned him in the comic. I didn't know what he was called at that point. But the demon is the pink guy with the horns, and he's real squ- like kind of squat if you've ever played the game he's kind of squat and his arms are like almost up by his ears it's weird looking uh then there is the specter which does show up in the book i don't know if i mentioned it or not but it's it's basically the invisible version of the demon uh the imp is like the big brown demon that has spikes all over his body and he's able to shoot fire shotgun guy and zombie man they're all human npcs that have been turned in some way to attack doom guy then we have the Baron of Hell, which is a rather large demon with like these fiery fists. There's the Lost Souls, which do not show up in the comic, but I do remember them from the video game. They're, they're like the skulls with f- flaming, floating heads. Okay. And now this one, I didn't know what the actual name was until I was reading this wiki, and it's the Caco Demon. So I called them the Beholders. Doomguy does not refer to them as the Caco Demon. Doomguy doesn't refer to any of these guys other than, well, he does refer to imps in here, but he is definitely not calling the Caco Demons the Caco Demons. So the Caco Demons are the red, floating, like blobs of goo that have an eye and a big mouth and horns all over them, and they can fire like these fireballs at you. Then we have the Cyber Demon, which is the big bad. By the third page, he's facing off with the cyber demon. Now, the cyber demon is the large demon looking guy with the horns coming out of his head, and he has the guns for arms. He faces off with him at the beginning, realizes he can't punch him dead, and runs to go get a gun. So, there's your antagonists of the book. I want to quickly give my experience with the series, the video game series itself. I can remember playing Wolfenstein. On my my buddy's computer, which was kind of like the precursor to Doom, you know, it was a first-person shooter. You walked around through like a uh, a maze of corridors, shooting bad guys. Uh, in Wolfenstein, you're you're you know you're shooting Nazis in that. Uh, this is a different story when it comes to Doom. Doom is about shooting and killing demons. Doom, I think, finally when it finally arrived, it hadn't been ninety three or ninety four. My stepdad had a, oh my goodness, I want to say we went from a 386 to a 486 computer. And we were able to run Doom on it. It was one of the first games that I ever tried to do online play. And you got to think, this is back in 93 or 94. And we weren't living in town. Okay, so it's not like we were in a big metropolitan city with, you know, many options for internet. We did have internet. It was dial-up for sure. So we were using dial-up internet from where we were. And me and my friend were trying to get it to where we could both play against each other or with each other somehow. Of course, you know, I, I wasn't a computer guy. I was learning things at that point. My buddy was more the computer guy, trust me. That was 93. It did get ported to consoles, and unfortunately, it wasn't ported very well. I rented this for the 32X, and it was bad, yes, if you remember the Sega Genesis add-on, the 32X, I had about, I don't know, three or four games for the 32X, I was renting some from the local mom and pop video store, they had some 32X games, nobody else was renting them, I didn't have any problem finding it, that's for sure, but yeah, I would rent the 32X game, Doom, And it was not good. Not good at all. I remember playing a little bit and going, okay, yeah, you know, this is neat. But just not anything compared to what it was like playing on the computer. I do remember the movie with The Rock. It wasn't the greatest until we got the first person scenes at the end. And then recently, this is as recent as last year, 2021, Bethesda released a lot of their games on Xbox Game Pass. One of which being the Doom franchise, which included almost every single Doom game that was out there. I played, I think, the first one and a little bit of the second one. Maybe it was just the first one. I then was listening to a podcast called Nostalgia Goggles. And these guys did a review on the 2016 Doom. Normally they look at older games, but this time they were—they have a a series or a suite of podcasts that they do called Nostalgia Goggles, where they take a look at newer games. And Doom 2016, when they talked about it, really made me interested in playing the game, which I did. And I really loved it. Had a great time playing Doom 2016. Haven't beat it yet, but uh, have had a blast playing and getting to where I was. Made my way into hell. I know that much. So a lot of fun. Shout out to the guys at Nostalgia Goggles. Go ahead and check them out if you get a chance. Real quick, the front cover of the Doom book has the title Knee Deep in the Dead, which is the actual title to the first episode of Doom. Our creative team, I'll go ahead and run that down. Again, this was released May of 1996, written by Steve Bodybag Bailing. And Michael Splatter Stewart. Art and color design by Tom Gallows Grindberg. Lettering by Ed Dead Fear. Edited by The Slaughterhouse 3. Well, it's id and GT Interactive Software that appears to be behind this. Printed in Canada. That's right. Alright, well, let's get ready to hear my thoughts as I was reading Doom. <laughs> That synopsis is coming up, but first let me talk about Amazon Music. If you're looking for a good platform that can fill those musical needs, Amazon Music has you covered. If you head to getamazonmusic.com/w2mnetwork, you can get a free 30-day trial where you can check out over 70 million songs. That's getamazonmusic.com/w the number two m network for that free 30-day trial. Okay, well, why not? Let's do Doom, May of '96, number one. Yeah, that's right. Based off of the hit video game. And we are right off to a roaring start. Our space marine putting his fist through a demon's abdomen, coming right out the back and grabbing the spinal cord while he's at it. Yeesh. All while yelling, Dynamite! Based on. It's Doom and Doom 2. Interesting that all his uh, speech bubbles are red with white lettering. What is. Okay, this dude is like on coke or something. There's something going right in this dude's head. (laughs) This guy's just punching. uh, This has got to be a dream or something. He's just punching demons and ripping out their innards. And when he does it, he has some of the stupidest dialogue. Ooh, here it comes. Here comes the night train as he punches this demon. And this is the demon from, like, like the big dude with the guns right at the end of his arms. You know, I'm paying attention here. I've played the games before. Our hero, after unsuccessfully punching the demon, runs away to try and find a gun, but instead finds a chainsaw. Okay, all right. I already got the feeling of this. Earlier had a very ash of evil dead feel. He shot a bunch of zombies, turned on the light switch, because he was shooting in the dark, and when he saw all the dead demons and zombies he shot, he says Groovy. Wow, this character is written like he's on speed or coke or something. In these three panels he's reaching for the chain gun, okay? Gimme, come on, gimme. Hoy hoy, I'm the boy packing eighty pounds of heavenly joy. Now, this is good. Big gun. Not the big gun, but... I mean, it's... Yeah. Dance. Dance, Bone Daddy. What is going on in this comic? Okay, so far, there's no plot. All right? There is nothing that is happening other than this guy upgrading... Actually, okay, when it comes to following the game, really the only thing that's happening right now is he's fighting some of the characters that we see in the games. Sure. But what what I find funny is that like he is upgrading his weapons kind of like as you do in the game. You start out with your fist. Actually, I don't think you start out with a fist. You start out with a pistol. But regardless, you can use your fist. But he's used his fist. He's upgraded to a shotgun. Now he's got a minigun. But nothing else is happening. Like We don't know what he's doing. We don't know why he's doing it. We don't know why he's in this situation that he's in. Other than he's just randomly saying phrases for nobody's benefit other than himself. Structurally, this this comic book doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And it's almost like I get a couple panels and I'm like, I want to talk about it, but I don't want to like sit here and read the comic to you. But let me explain something that just happened here, okay? He's got the minigun, right? And he's going through a wall. Imps, zombies, you think you can get me? This is him talking out loud. And then, it's this is not a thought bubble. It, this is more like a narration box. But I think it's supposed to be a, inside the head of the marine Inside his head, he says, wait, maybe they don't think. Now, wait a second. The narration box says, wait, maybe they don't think. So, again, let me do this again. Imps, zombies, you think you can get me? Outspoken dialogue. Then, narrator box, wait, maybe they don't think. Then, our protagonist, well, I do, and I think you're dead. Who is talking? Is he talking to himself? And then answering himself out loud? Like, thinking to... So, he asks a question, answers it in his mind, and then proceeds to... Continue the conversation with himself out loud, but he's actually talking to the imps and zombies who are not talking to him, by the way. And I think you're dead. Dead, dead, dead. Okay, alright, so the narration box just confirmed. This is definitely his thought bubbles. It just looks like narration boxes. Alright, so he's going into another room, and he's battling another big demon. This is one of those, those real squat demons that have, like, the arms that come out near the top of their heads... It's almost like where their ears should be. Oh, now he's fell into the radioactive waste. He's got up out of there. He's burning, sizzling from the radioactive muck and mire. Okay, well, our protagonist is asking questions that anybody logically that would look at the game would try to figure out. He says, who do you suppose left all that radioactive waste down there, and why? Why? <laughs> I mean, if you think too hard about what's going on in Doom you want to ask yourselves those questions. Okay, so so I said he was coked out. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think our protagonist is crazy. You know, he's dripping with this radioactive goo, and he says, Why can't we find a way to safely dispose of radioactive waste and protect the environment? Even if I personally stop this alien invasion, what kind of planet will we be leaving to our children and our children's children? And, oh, the humanity. Again, no one around. Yeah, he's... He's thinking to himself and then answering himself out loud, which is interesting. My big gun is out of bullets. I can't believe it, as he thinks to himself. And then he says, better believe it, soldier. So he's answered himself. Oh, he's teleported himself. Oh, here we have the beholders. The cyclopean horn-covered demons. Or as he calls them, big-mouthed floating thingies. Oh, now he's got the plasma gun. Okay. Upgraded once again. Oh, there's the BFG course they're calling it the big gun lots of gore demons tearing each other apart in this and i knew that's kind of how the game worked like if uh, one demon shot at the player and accidentally hit another demon the other demon would turn around and shoot at it so the enemies would fight amongst themselves sometimes and that's happening in this comic that's for sure Ugh. oh he's actually crying because he thinks the bfg 9000 is so amazing As I stride knee-deep through the dead, all is clear, I know what must be done. My cause is just, my will is strong, and my gun is very, very large. Okay, I'll give that as the best line of this comic. Hmm, okay, well we've reached the end of this. Victory is mine, yet Earth remains besieged by creatures unspeakably foul. It will take a strong man to bring the light of freedom back to this planet. A strong man with the biggest, baddest gun in the world. Amen to that. <laughs> All right. Well, that makes sense. There's a comment here. Some guy says, uh, "Lol, this guy thought Berserk pack wore off when the screen cleared." You know, that's a good point. Maybe he did have the Berserk pack. Yeah, he's gone insane. It's that's what's weird about this. is like this comic, the Doomslayer, whatever his name is. Has gone insane. Oh, wow. But there's nothing else that happens in this comic. Other than just him finding guns and killing demons. And I guess that's kind of what happens. In that. there's But there's nothing about the plot. Other than at the very end. Okay. I gotta come back in here with another post-edit. Because learned a couple things. In the small amount of time between last night's recording of this episode and today. I, I was talking about in the comic how... Kind of crazy the Doomslayer acts. And that's true throughout the whole comic. And there is mention that the Berserk Pack was being used in the first two or three pages of the comic. Now I think I talked about how he's punching at the beginning of this. And I completely missed the part where he says, Berserker Pack gone. Feelings of invincibility over. Change of plans. Now in the video game... So, the Berserk Power-Up, called Berserk Pack in the manuals. This is straight off of doom.fandom.com again. It resembles a regular medikit in a dark gray rather than white box. Now, you pick this thing up, and apparently, according to what this says, is that your punch attack then is able to do ten times its normal damage. So, now it makes sense why at the beginning of this... This guy is going around punching demons and then so he comes to the cyber demon at like the third page of this comic book. And that's where he's punching. So now it all makes sense as to why he's able to rage. The thing is, is that according to what I was reading is that that berserk pack lasts until the end of the level. <laughs> so does he change levels at any point? It looks like he just runs through a door runs back to get a gun but again it still doesn't explain why he acts the way that he acts throughout this whole comic another thing that i learned was the phrase rip and tear so that's at the very beginning here and i don't think i read this when he runs into the cyber demon he's got the berserk pack going on so yeah granted he's kind of crazy he's going i should say he's he's berserk he's gone berserk ladies and gentlemen and his dialogue is tear rip and tear rip and tear your guts You are huge. That means you have huge guts. Rip and tear. Oh, here it comes. Here comes the night train. I know I mentioned that. In his head, he's going, Choo-choo-cha-boogie. Choo-choo-cha-choo-choo-cha-oh-my. And then that's where the Berserk Pack wears off. So, the whole rip and tear thing, it's been canonized through the Doom 2016 game. Against all the evil that hell can conjure, All the wickedness that mankind can produce, we will send unto them. Only you. Rip and tear until it is done. But yeah, Rip and Tear is straight up from this 1996 comic, and they honored it by making it a part of Doom 2016. So there you go. (laughs) Hey, it's plug time, and you all know what that means. This will be a good time to plug the sponsor of the W2M network, and that is Grammarly. For you, the listeners of source material, Grammarly is offering a free download of the Grammarly software. Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, and spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com w2mnetwork. Again, that's getgrammarly.com w, the number 2, mnetwork, to download Grammarly for free. Thank you all for joining us. Make sure to give that Rattelich in Broadcasting Facebook page a like to stay up on top of all the great podcasts we have to offer. We are at home on Spreaker, but you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and recently we have hit the air on Spotify. Find your favorite podcast platform and type in R-A-D-U-L-I-C-H to subscribe for some great content. If you enjoyed this show, please feel free to share and spread the word. And as always, we appreciate any feedback and look forward to entertaining you again soon.